It's introduction time. You join us in another sweaty summer day in the dog box. Well, it's sweaty summer day now. But I mean, you might be listening to it in the winter, in which case you'd be like, lucky summer. Lucky sweaty bastards. Lucky sweaty bastards watching a Dennis Hopper movie while everyone else is out living their lives. They buying Christmas presents, wondering what to get people. And you're like, oh, I don't know what this guy wants. What do you buy men? And then, you know, you walk into like a, a dad shop and buying like a, I don't know, a novelty golf card. And you know, you know he doesn't play golf. He doesn't even care for golf. But, you know, you just want to get this shopping done. Or you're listening to this when it's going up, and or you're a guy who's just searching Dennis Hopper on a daily basis, and this pops up. We know, we, we got you. We, you know. we know what you're up to. Who, who, who hasn't done that on a lonely Sunday afternoon? So, if you're one of those people and you're just joining us, um, <laughs> this is the Danny Trio fan podcast. It's not the Dennis Hopper fan podcast. Go make your own podcast <laughs> if you like Dennis Hopper so much. We like Danny Trio in this house, so we expect you to do the same. <laughs> and to take your shoes off before you walk into the den. That as well. So we watch movies that Danny Trio was in, in the chronological order they appear on IMDb. And we are up to 1992 and the movie Nails. Which features a certain guy called Dennis Hopper. Ah. Since you're all so keen about Dennis <laughs> Hopper, all of a sudden... Synopsis reads as such... Cop breaks the rules to go after a gang of drug dealers. The cleanest, simplest synopsis we've seen so far. Looking forward to this. Five stars out of ten. Action, crime, drama. Maybe it won't be that bad. Well, we've, we've watched a lot of bad movies. Well, we, we say bad movies like, oh, it's just fun. But we've watched a lot of bad, like, suicidally, maybe we should jump off the roof. This movie is so bad movies. So maybe those will turn things around. Yeah. Let's, let's hope no one dies after watching this. And on that note, scope. This song matches the problem I had with this movie. It is doesn't tie in with what what I was expecting, what I've seen. What I thought to be true of the character, it's, it's light and, and cheerful. Why, why call it nails? Why not? Why, why not focus on the more ah, comic yes. elements of it? I just caught a fly with my bare hand, so you know that fly's been bugging me all day. Finally caught it, left-handed as well. I'm the greatest, but yeah, I, I that, that was it was good. I liked it. I'm going to quote my favourite line from the movie, though. I gotta pee! <laughs> I'll come back to that. So Nails was the story of a uh, an insane policeman who wasn't really that insane. And he, he, did, a, he did some crime investigations. So that was from the writer Larry Ferguson, who also wrote the first Highlander movie, okay. Red October, Alien Three, and Rollerball, the two thousand two remake. So mixed bag there. But for a first didn't, on the um, didn't Joss Whedon write Alien Three? Like uh, he wrote the, one of them, and that was one everyone yeah. hated. He was like a script doctor, wasn't he? he? Wrote a lot of stuff. I don't know his credit on. 
But there's a, the first on this podcast's first returning director in okay. John Flynn, who also directed that Stephen Stallone, Stephen Stallone Slice Stallone film in prison, you know, with a car. Oh, yeah, with a yeah. driving the car around in prison. The, uh, lock up. I think this was better, actually. Well, can't, can't really be worse. But, you know, it was, it was, I didn't think this was that bad. I mean... It made it made sense in the last scene where it was like, "Up, oh, he's got away with it," but I'm sure we'll catch him again. It's like, "Oh, this is like a, a setup for a series." Okay, fair enough. Yeah, that's why he's crazy because we're gonna see it over time. That's why I had a dog because that dog's gonna be in every episode. It wasn't a movie. It was made for Showtime. Okay, and it just got released as a movie in foreign markets. Uh, so it was like a TV movie as well. You're yeah. saying it was a. It was just a, like a long-form pilot. So maybe they're going to do Columbo-esque episodes where they do movie-length things, but I, I don't see that format lasting too long. He's just... Why was he called Nails? I know his second name was something that sounded like, like Nails. Nails. Yeah. He's, like, and they called him Nails. Because I, I thought maybe this is going to be some kind of, you know, um, uh, canon. Uh, uh, cult Luger. Uh, <laughs> you know... Um, Death Wish, it, it's going to be like gruff, crazy cop taking it all in his own hands. But he was like a nice fella, you know. But then he liked everyone. We've mentioned it like, uh, like I was going to say Lord of the Rings, not Lord of the Rings, <laughs> Lethal Weapon. <laughs> wildly, wildly different movies. Um, very much like Lethal Weapon. Like that's like, oh, it's, this guy's crazy, and it's all, a lot of the stuff happens in daytime, and it's tongue in cheek. <laughs> so maybe like I don't know what year Lethal Weapon happened, but like maybe it was trying After to this. ape that. I think Lethal Weapon is the only successful version of this, wasn't it? But they kept, everyone kept saying, oh, you're so crazy, oh, he's so crazy, <laughs> but he doesn't do that much aside from, that doesn't do that much that He didn't have a to, gimmick. Yeah. That, that was the problem with this thing, he didn't have a gimmick. He didn't know? do anything that, like, every other cop in every other cop movie does, though. But don't get me wrong, I liked him a hell of a lot more than anything Charles Bronson ever did. Well, anything he did in those oh, movies, yeah. like you know, I mean, Charles Bronson is an actual actor doing his actual acting is fine. But Charles Bronson in Death Wish and the Death Wish uh, clones, no, no, that 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 weird fucking sister wife fucking <laughs> standing out in the middle of the fucking highway, going, "You Asians taking <laughs> over our businesses? You can't take over our great country," you know. But then it goes to show when they make something like this, where they make, hey, let's make him nice and relate, and, and let's give him lots of ethnic friends, and it still didn't work. One thing I didn't notice until like midway through, I was like, hang on a minute, we've done a Dennis Hopper movie before with the where he's playing that pilot who was the most unlikable character I've ever come across in anything I mean, so far. But then easy. this time he's a lot more easier to to relate to and and like because he's because he has a dog. He's got a sense of humor about himself. And he's not just laughing at everything he says. He, you know, he's got a dog too. Don't forget that guy. And the dog brings him a towel <laughs> whenever he needs it. That's so. Just... Let's start at the beginning here. Uh, it's it starts with him driving through town with his. It's, a, it's um. It starts with a a guy driving a really fancy sports car up to a like a seedy uh, Cuban bar, and he's like, "I'll give you money to to kill these two cops for me." Whereas the guy walks in. He's like, what are you walking like that for? Do you just fuck a pigeon or something? Which just... They did say that, didn't they? It's a wonderful line. What have happened to hello? <laughs> How do you call this customer service? I mean, it's a pretty specific animal to choose as well. I mean, 
do you know a lot of people who fuck pigeons? How do you run a business? That's how you. <laughs> Welcome to McDonald's. Have you fucked any animals today? Yeah, he offers them twenty thousand to kill these two cops, and it cuts to the two cops that he wants dead. Uh, Dennis Hopper playing uh, Henry Harry Nails, Harry Nails, Harry Nails, Harry Nails. <laughs> And his partner, Jack Willis. I paid attention to His that partner part. is not going to make it to Act 2. Yeah. You the immediately... second they, they put two pictures on the table. One is of Dennis Hopper and the other is of uh, an old black dude. And you're like, oh, mate, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how many days away from retirement he was. Yeah. The retirement was strong in this one, wasn't it? It just had a, like, a lot of tropes going for it. But the... it cuts from, he's, uh, he's drinking uh, whiskey on the job. While driving. Which is, you know, fucking... Okay, we don't like you already. That's, that's pretty <laughs> shitty. And he says, like, let's find some girls to protect and serve. Yeah, he he was quite creepy, wasn't yeah. he? His, uh, his, like, the thing was like, oh, you're always thinking with your dick. You fuck anything that moves. It's like, yeah, that's my character trait. <laughs> is it, though, Dennis Hopper's character? You like to have sex? That's your character trait? I mean, he wasn't all about that, but like it came up they, a lot. The, he <laughs> he does get fucked up a lot by just like trying to shag everything that moved, and they have a lazy some like a car a car slams into them, and they have a very languid oh, chase through L.A. The, the music made it sound like it was a lot more exciting than it was. Be- the better music in this movie than the stuff we've seen so far. No saxophone. Yeah, no, no saxophone sax- at all. Well, I think there was at the end, maybe, but yeah, maybe I just completely that. But at the beginning, when I was when I was enjoying this movie, there was no saxophone. And then when they're chasing them, it becomes quite clear to me, like, oh, this is going to be the guys. This is going to be the guys that are going to kill them. They're just going to turn around and start shooting them at some point. But they drug them on this, quote-unquote, high-speed chase through town and then pull up in an alley and wait for the wait for the cops to come to their car. What a fucking stupid plan. <laughs> I mean, they we saw them calling in backup. If that yeah. backup got there first, if they laid the barricade down and stopped you, then what are you going to do? Yeah. That's a dumbass plan. But then... Uh, after they shoot is uh, uh, Willis and like they kill one of the, the assassins as well a convenient smoke screen just sort of appears and he just disappears he just sinks into it and disappears like a like Dracula a lot of convenient smoke screens in this yeah and then you know his partner died surprising nobody and it cuts to him and his his captain and his captain's this straight edged rod up the ass fucking uh, by the book dickhead just, you, could, you can imagine the kind of guy he is just from that description. And he's kind of right, though. Yeah. He's saying, don't... We, we, we had alcohol... There was alcohol on your breath when yeah. you were in the middle of a gunfight. You just... You were really reckless in the... Stop being a dick, yeah, And he's like, ah, you just won this for a feather in your cap. It's everything like, <laughs> he says in this movie is a fair point. I don't know, it's like you beat a hostage half to death in front of a hundred people. Yeah, I mean... That's pretty bad. <laughs> How can you still be on this case? What world are you living in? And normally, like, the captains and to be, oh, you with your rules. But, like, yeah, the rules are there for a reason. <laughs> Nail. And he jumps from, like, his dead partner to banging a prostitute really quickly. But it turns out that the prostitute is not just any prostitute, it's actually his actual wife. Da, da, and for the da. longest time, we thought they were ex-wife. It was, she was his ex-wife, because... Yeah, because you know, he way, The dialogue they were having was like, oh, we've broken up, but now asked, he still pays her for sex for some reason. Yeah, he, com- he comes into this really nice-looking place with a, its cool 90s blue lighting, and this lady in a course comes down, uh, and then he gives them money, so, oh, okay, well, this is a prostitute. And then the next day, like she's... 
like bathing, bathing him. him and you're like oh so she's a a geisha she's getting you know the, the art of seduction and serving okay that's fine and then they start talking about like the how they were married and like it was better when they were married and and how she said oh yourself fuck anything that moves okay so it was an interesting I mean, it turns out later on we were thinking okay they're not married anymore but like the dialogue i think they do say as well this is better when we were married and yeah. then later on say i want a divorce it's like what so you're still married what I mean, you could do a whole movie about how fucking weird that relationship is. It was probably is. the most interesting part of the movie, really. Yeah. There we go. I wonder what happened there. They didn't say how that didn't work anymore. Doesn't stop him trying to stick his dick into every other woman that moves them. And they paying for prostitutes. I think he's yeah. just a red-blooded man, and he just sees, oh, well, I'm married, but I still get to have sex with things, because, like, you know, USA, USA. And she was good mates with his partner as well, and now that he just doesn't tell her about <laughs> yeah. the partner being dead. He's like, what did the, when did you tell me? I was like, that's a very good question. <laughs> Why didn't you tell us? Because he wanted a bone. Yeah, yeah. bone. Pretty much what she. <laughs> pretty much what she says as well. Like, oh, you just. Do you think it was gonna make the sex better that I didn't know that it? He was and dead. He's like, eh, yeah. And he points out that she was friends with him as well. And when they have his funeral, they're the only two people to turn up, <laughs> which is just fucking unnecessarily bleak and terrible. A nice, big, lavish outdoor funeral that no one showed up for. So my question is, who, who paid for that funeral? Right. Yeah. Who 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 got all those flowers? You know who 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 picked the plot? I mean, doing a doing a funeral is fucking hard. So. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a lot of stress on people, man. It's just no one did it. Though maybe maybe the police department pays for a f- throws in a funeral if you die in the job or something. I'd assume they would, but they wouldn't spring for flowers and all that. And at least they'd you know be there to make yeah, sure the money. At was least spent. there'd be other police officers there. Did but anyway, say? yeah, he's also got uh, Harry Nails. Also got a Cuban mate. Uh, Pedro Herrera, right. I only caught that at the end. It was just like he's just got he's got thirty weeks till retirement. So he's like, oh <laughs> shit, oh no, he's not gonna make In it. The, to the business end of this. they call it retiring. <laughs> but every time you see him, he's eating, and every time he's not eating, he's saying how hungry he is. And he's That's just, his gimmick. He's my favorite character in this whole thing. <laughs> like you go, man. I can relate. Live to that. your truth, good sir. <laughs> And he's apparently got a very, he's got a very stable marriage and he's very happy, but he's, you know, wants to cash in his chips and, you know, go so fishing. He, yeah. And then he marries someone totally in the line of the that, work yeah. and then he's like, oh, I miss marrying people. <laughs> the adrenaline. I want to kill everybody. Uh, Harry Nails goes to um, start shaking up one of his uh, informants and the guy's got the weirdest fucking voice ever. It's like, oh, dude, really? yeah. It, I it's can't like even Screech describe from Saved it. by the Bell with his balls caught in an electric vice of some description. And they, I figured out who the actor was as well. He is the guy who owns the hardware shop with um, Timothy Olyphant's character in in Deadwood. Oh shit! It fucking was yeah, as well. He's a, good, he's a good HBO actor. He picks his roles very carefully. This yeah, was obviously he... when he was young and needed the work. But... Oh shit! That that voice threw me completely. Yeah, because he just. chipmunky like weird cartoon voice and like he he bursts into this place like like saying like hi just stash from coming into it oh he's a junkie it's his informant he goes in there and it's this big fuck off lavish empty space with all these expensive things in there like so he's like he stole all stuff. these electronics and he's selling them on but like, you know you don't see any drug paraphernalia like, like he's playing like a heroin addict or something yeah and like you know that's a big business for a heroin addict to run that's a lot of overhead <laughs> that's a lot of keeping books no, i don't think a, an addict could like keep up keep up with that he has a 
That's a parakeet as well, which is a very high maintenance pet, you know? Yeah. Which uh, Harry Nails threatens to shoot. <laughs> like, you telling me everything, I'll shoot your bird. No, that bird's the only thing that ever loved me. That's what he says. It's <laughs> so it? depressing. It's like, that bird might be faking it, but I'm not. Which is what he says. Which is a good line. I, like, I enjoyed that. <laughs> Did he actually say that? And oh. it turns out that um, Nails' partner was doing a bit of research, a uh, bit of investigation on the side. And it, he's doing a lot of stuff without his partner, which I don't <laughs> think you're allowed to do. you you got to go into this with backup. You can't just go I'm in. I'm sure he was too drunk to care. Banging a hoe somewhere, <laughs> and he just didn't notice. Yeah, but like, the the guy that got, gets killed, uh, Willis, is he apparently does this whole investigation without informing his partner once. That's like, that's gotta be illegal. That's like you gotta, if you if you're investigating someone for any reason, you've gotta pass it on. They do kind of explain it away a little bit, but there was a lot of good procedural stuff in this. It was like a, a shit version of the Y. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, and um. Oh shit. At the funeral as well. Um. Rather than like, yeah, it's very sad. My mate's dead. Anyway, starts begging his wife to get back with him. <laughs> you like, are all literally, over the place, nails. Literally, like, practically on his knees, begging pathetically at his best mate's funeral, which is just fucking hell. I mean, they keep saying, "Oh, he's crazy." You know what I mean? Like, he, I think they mean he's mentally unbalanced. <laughs> I mean, I don't think they mean, like, majorly depressive, you know? <laughs> Is this when he, then he goes to uh, the the bar, the informant bar? Oh, yeah. I want to talk about one of the lines he says as well. Um, she's saying, like, I made more money than you anyway. And he's like, ah, you stay with me, I'll keep you poor and honest. <laughs> and I was like, you're not much of a catch there, dude. You're just begging <laughs> pathetically. And then also, we're going to be poor. <laughs> also, my dick's tiny. Come on. So yeah, guess who turns up? Thirty-four minutes into this. Thirty-four thing. minutes, and I'd say it's the most Danny Trejo looking Danny Trejo so far. It looks it's like Danny Trejo. Standard. When I mean, you picture Danny Trejo, yeah, it's just standard. He, Danny he's got the mustache and the hair and like, the vest. I think it's the combination we've had of all the three that we needed yeah. for so long. I think it's like the first long hair. And he gets some. He gets some dialogue as well, doesn't he? He's a little, a little chunk. Not a lot. Not a lot to work. He doesn't with. get a major something. role in the plot, but he does get to say we don't save pigs. To he, yeah, them. he plays barman well. He plays yeah. Spanish barman well. You get, you get. I mean, there's a bit where like the two of the the criminals have a fight with nails, and he beats them up. You get the impression if Danny Trio had got round that bar, he would just fucking he, smashed he, his <laughs> fucking head in. He's like. He's, <laughs> Dennis Hopper's doing this terrible fucking fight scene. Like, he throws a block up like a minute and a half before the guy comes in and then box. But uh, while this is all happening, like he's not moved. But in, and then when everyone's still, then Danny Trejo the barman starts making his moves towards the gun. Yeah. And it's fucking ridiculous. But yeah, D- Dennis Hopper. <laughs> They're is really not an working hard man. to make Dennis Hopper look good. Yeah, he is not an action star. And then we, he gets this this creepy looking dude who I'm sure I've seen play creepy looking Mexican dude and something else. Uh, he, yeah, he starts pulling his hair. He like, yeah, his hair. Tell us what you know. Ah, <laughs> oh, you're pulling my hair out. Such I'll scratch your eyes out. I'll slap you silly. Like Project One Way. <laughs> He's just throwing shade all over the place. Snatching his weave. He's going to snatch a weave. He's going to snatch that bitch bald. But then he like cuts. Clap back, creepy Mexican guy. He cuts his ponytail off as well. Cuts like, his, his little, I'd say it's a rat tail more than anything. It was tiny, wasn't it? It wasn't a glorious Danny Trio <laughs> ponytail. 
just a little strip of hair that he cuts off. You know, uh, is it racist to assume that to the Aztecian people, this is some some sort of like sign of masculinity? You it know, could it? be. But can we talk about that bit where um they do this close up of some bottles and Dennis Hopper just like slaps them oh, and they what was that? explode in what half? What was that? <laughs> no good reason. What the hell like, was that? Is it? It's he... like he's just whipped them with a samurai sword. <laughs> He's just coming to the set one day and just like, okay, I feel like my character would have magic powers. <laughs> and I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do this next scene with magic powers. <laughs> and he just swipes hand and just all these, ba- and all then, these bottles just burst They half. explode anyway. And, and then everyone behind the camera is like, shit, Dennis Hopper has magic powers. <laughs> Can we go back and rewrite the movie so this is about a guy with magic powers, not just about a guy who loves hookers? <laughs> <laughs> they've done it all out of sync so that was the last scene uh, they did it's like oh no there's not enough time oh well we'll just keep it the- leave the magic power scene in now <laughs> it just comes out of nowhere there's no reason why for does it. he do it it doesn't impress the, the guy he's got it doesn't scare him. so then he, he goes nice. home to take a shower with his dog as you do and one of the one of the hitmen the guy who disappeared into the smoke like Dracula um, he shows up Puts a, puts a shotgun down his <laughs> pants, which is, a, I mean, one of the top ten least favourable places to leave a shotgun. <laughs> yeah. There's and a then, lot of guns down the front of pants in this movie. Uh, every time, like, oh, no, not down there. <laughs> I've seen 8 Mile, I know what happens. And he, he tries to shoot him when he's in the shower, but thankfully he was bending over to bend his dog while this happened. <laughs> he, was so he, was, he was having a shower, his dog was, he was washing his dog at the same time. He was singing to his dog. It was a very, it was a very beautiful nice scene. Well. And then a gorgeous he jumps... dog. Beautiful dog. It's a beautiful dog. It's a fucking gorgeous dog. And uh, he jumps out and we get to see Dennis Hopper's bare naked ass flopping about. Yeah, but you can also see like shades of his cock blockers as well. Like he didn't <laughs> use a cock sock, which, you know, a professional would where you just put your genitals through the sock it was like a big like shading out area that like sellotaped to the front of his groin and to the top of his paunch and he just runs around there jiggles out into yeah, the street it's, it's... shoots at, shoots at the guy fair, fair play off. to him to have the confidence to put that male body on display yeah, you know it's not you know Hollywood not... doesn't glorify the male form when it's real like that is. yeah that's a real real like 50 year old man body right there you can't deal with it the then you know can't you know and then he's just standing there in the in the street, uh, shooting his gun, naked as the day he was born. And all his neighbours are and watching him coming out to watch, as you would do. To be <laughs> honest, if there's a naked Dennis Hopper shooting a gun, you'd want to. I don't know if you live in that neighbourhood. You're probably used to that by now. It's <laughs> nails again, shooting his gun. <laughs> Son on TV, not not. Look at all nails. It's three in the morning. <laughs> watch his balls bounce for a few minutes and then go back i don't mind the shooting or the naked it's when you combine them together nails my wife is very ill you are so crazy what are you doing banging on my window naked with a gun in your hand at four in the morning nails so he goes he's he's trying to get uh pedro his uh cuban mate to join him because he speaks spanish and he doesn't trust any of the the uh cause mm. or the copper-pointed uh, Spanish translators. And he's like, no, I'm not going to do it. 30 days to retirement, etc. But then he takes him to Cuban town or like the Cuban neighborhood and he's like, I'll just show you, show the picture of the guy to all these people. And it inadvertently 
attracts the attention of a woman who's like, oh, I'll fuck your brains out for $50. Mm-hmm. He's like, yep, I'll go go for that because he's crazy mm-hmm. and he loves getting laid. More than he loves hamburgers because he was going to spend $50 yeah. on hamburgers until she came around about How annoyed would you be? He walked up and ordered the burger <laughs> and she came over and then, like, that's good five-minute dialogue they had. And, oh, don't worry about the burger. It's like, you fucking dick. I'm making a... You asked for all the pickles as well. Yeah. I went out my way to get you extra pickles. I was hoping for a good Yelp review. This was going to save my struggling business. This place is going to be a Starbucks tomorrow because of you. Spending your money on hookers and not on family-made burgers with pickles. Dennis yeah. Hopper. But then he, she takes him to like this this creepy <laughs> saw place. <laughs> it takes him know? a very long time yeah. to realize it's an ambush. I actually wrote down, this is going to be an ambush. <laughs> like... In the time it took it's for him a, to realize an abandoned it. factory with uh, like medical beds strewn about everywhere. <laughs> They're like, wait a minute. Yeah. And then it's an ambush. And then the assassin, Dracula the assassin, just appears from the smoke and is like, ah, I'll kill you. This is my job. And he shoots his girlfriend instead for reasons. Yeah. The, the lady wants to be the one to shoot him because she thinks it will make her wet. These are her words, not mine. I would never be so vulgar. And then, she, but then she also says like she's never killed someone before, so she wants to do it. And you know, the reason she gave for wanting to kill him was that like I get off on this. Yeah, and he's like, I've never done it before, which is not a question that we need to be having at this point. But anyway, yeah, we don't need to. And do that. and, and then uh, the boyfriend shoots her for letting his brother die. But then yeah. hiding in the shadows is Pedro. Pedro just shoot just burst up, shoots him down. Like yeah, he's like the hero. Which is when he gets the, his bloodlust back. Pedro's like, ah, now I can kill again. <laughs> Hello, erection. It's been a while. <laughs> Only get erect for cheese, pizza, and, and murder. <laughs> and then they lock themselves in the boys' room, don't they? Yeah, they really do. Like, I, was, I wrote that down as well. <laughs> and I was wondering why I wrote down. For some reason. They like sit in the nearest bathroom and hold the door shut. And there's people trying to get in. I was like, ah. Two big fat bikers are trying to get in. And then he opens the door and goes like, hey, beat it. And they go, oh, sorry, he just waves his gun at them, which again, We're, cops can't do. Hey, and they're think. bikers; they'd have their own guns. Yeah, wave, wave them back. <laughs> but then you know, um, Harry goes to meet his uh, his prostitute ex-wife, who's also his wife, <laughs> at her other job at a like campaign headquarters for the, a senator. And uh, Keith David is actually the guy's chief financial backer. The criminally underused Keith David appears. Yes. I mean, and he's like a he's a he's a stringer bell type. Basically, they say like, oh, he's used to be a drug dealer, but now he's a major real estate developer. Game is the game, and he he calls out like, hey you, and he's like ah, no one's called me out like that for a while. It's a, it's a very um, Bronson move that to say like, I don't care how clean you are now, you're always a drug dealer, and everyone here should know about it. And when you think about it, though, Keith David doesn't actually kill anybody. No, in the entire movie. So he, he doesn't him... even successfully sell any heroin. He plans to. <laughs> yeah, he's not even that evil. And you're going to think, oh, this guy's an evil menace, but you know, he doesn't do anything. <laughs> Why are you always trying to keep the man down? Yeah, even when that man's Keith he's, David. He's trying to go legit. Damn it, fucking Whitey. And that's like the moment where it's she's like, I'm taking my, he's, I'm taking my wife to lunch. And I'm leaving, and then he cuts them at a restaurant. It's like, hmm. okay. <laughs> <laughs> So you're still going to lunch with him, even though you're disgusted with his crazy behavior. But also, she is an enabler. Waits until the fucking start has arrived. So I'm leaving you. We're getting a divorce. I thought we were like, still married. <laughs> like, you're still married? What the fuck? Yeah, they track. Um, so they track 
a car to a meat packing facility, which has loads of heroin in, and the the guy who runs the security used to be a cop who was partnered with uh, Jack Willis twenty years ago. This is too much plot detail. Yeah. No one cares about this stuff. Yeah, that's why that's why Willis didn't tell his partner because like he didn't want he didn't want to drop the dime on a guy he knew yeah, until he knew for certain. Which if this was a, a yeah. well written novel, then it would be a well written novel. But it's an interesting plot for a bad TV movie. <laughs> But they put more effort into it than they well, probably yeah. could have done. A lot know? more effort than we're used to. It's still just a, it's it's a, a short shining star character. compared to stuff we've been doing for the past couple of weeks. Yeah, uh, but but anyway, uh, he uh, he's investigating the place. Uh, they swap the they steal some they steal the truckload of heroin and replace it with a uh, explosive that looks a lot like heroin, which might be a thing that's real. But you know, it's a good idea. You know. They're talking about we should call for backup. And is there like, another shootout? Uh, it's the, that's where he beats the, uh prisoner half to death in front of witnesses, and the captain's like, "Damn it, nails! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> give me your badge and your gun." He doesn't even say. He says, "Give me your badge and your revolver." Yeah, he, and he's like, "I'll give you my badge, but I paid for this gun." <laughs> I didn't even fucking question him on it. It's like, no, you can't be walking around with an unregistered firearm, you fucking <laughs> knobhead. And get out the building. When he's in trouble, you're like, oh, he's going to ask for his badge his gun. He's going to ask for his badge gun. And he, yes, all right. <laughs> Pretty Boom much does. Was that the second or third boom mic in that shot as well? Was that later on? There was a few boom mics popping yeah. up in this entire thing. Boom mics and bare asses. That would have been a better <laughs> title for this movie. I to watch that. And, um, and then and then we get to the big shootout. Yeah. Oh, there's a bit where... um. His uh his ex wife prostitute wife is um is like kidnapped by the drug dealers and she gets rescued and then she's sitting with uh, Pedro's wife hmm. and he's like oh this man he's terrible he's an awful man he's like no men like Harry Nails are the thin blue line separating us from the horrors of the world it's like first of all suck it Bechdel test because you just spent like two the only two times two women are speaking together you're talking about how wonderful Harry Nails is and also. That's fucking insane. That's why, like, <laughs> that's why people, why cops can just shoot black people whenever the fuck they feel like it. It's like, oh, well, these people may be bad, but oh, what's both there? They could be worse out I there. I don't get it's how, disgusting. How that these that section were around me. for so long. It's like, look, he's doing what he needs to do to get the job done. And they, yeah, but they they also did fire him for a reason. It's yeah. like the people just do not have a grasp of the uh, on empathy at all. It's like okay, yeah, for this situation maybe it worked out, but for the hundreds of other times yeah. that happens a day, then you it's... can't just shoot people. You can't just shoot who you want, beat up who you, you want. You can't just then... shoot who you want, even the bad guys. You know, it's just not <laughs> how it works. It's like you know, you go to work. You know, some people you're going to work with are going to be dickheads. You can't just go up and punched him in the face because of the dickheads. He's like, oh no, it's okay. It's okay, he's a jack. <laughs> he, he, he spoiled Game of Thrones for me. Don't worry about it. No, no, you, no, if someone you bitch game them Thron- behind the back. If someone just... spoils Game of Thrones for you, you should be able to punch them. That should be... That's, that's, well, like, that, that's some law we could all agree on better <laughs> than like, oh, there's a black person. Bang, bang, bang. Yeah. I put 11 rounds into a nine-year-old black teenager because he was, you know... America's favourite Danny Trejo down the podcast. street slightly. Walking down the street in a way that I thought was suspicious, but you're the thin blue line mm. separating us from the evils of society. And these evils of society that Harry Nails is meant to be protecting us from don't even sell any drugs. Mm-hmm. Don't they kill his partner? Maybe, but the, he's he's already killed those two people who killed his partner anyway, and the guy who uh, and the guy who hired them. So really, who's Job the evil? Son. You know, who's the evil person there? 
yeah, Keith David's fucking awesome in it because he's you know just plays this really cool drug dealer guy. So you know, I'll give you, I'll you know, give you a million dollars to leave us alone. And he's like, okay, I'll take it. I'm not gonna leave you alone though. Uh, like three scenes of Keith David in this whole thing. Yeah, he doesn't get. He's crim- as you said, criminally underused. Brilliant Sorry. in every scene he's in them. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, and they they have the a big shootout in a another fucking weird in the, hangar in the campaign. with an explosion. Oh but yeah, yeah. Then they have a shootout at the end in a campaign office, which is pretty cool. Which is like the second shootout we've seen in a campaign. I just thing. like it's two middle aged, out of shape people having a fight. <laughs> it's just like it's brilliant. It's just they look they just look so tired yeah, in the middle it, of it. It was not a good looking. Like I don't think there was any action choreographers involved in this movie at all because it was all very. Like, let's just get this scene done and, you know, <laughs> let's get out of here in time for lunch. But, uh, and then the movie ends, essentially. Yeah, know? they're like, oh, I'll get you next time, Keith David. He's like, ha ha, no, you won't. And did they ever get a series out of this? No, God, no. So, so Keith David got away Scott Free, basically, which the world is better off for. <laughs> good, good for him. I'm sure he put that money back into the community, whereas Nails would have just spent it on prostitutes and yeah. $50 hamburgers. But they sort of explain that, like, He's got a million dollars now, but he's also not a cop anymore because they take his badge oh, away. They don't reinstate him. Maybe the series would have been him as a private dick with a million dollars just floating around. He's a private dick with a million dollars. <laughs> he's golden helicopter. <laughs> the, the opening credits for the show is just a golden helicopter plummeting out of the sky. <laughs> she screams, Why did I think this would work? Ah! <coughs> he fights crime and knows nothing about how helicopters work. <coughs> I'll give you give you twenty thousand dollars to not do crime anymore. Okay, <laughs> yay! The world is saved. And that's the end of that. And I'd wager the last Dennis Harper. I can't say for sure, but I'd think so. You know, we did that movie where he played the pilot. And that was shit and got awful and he was terrible in it. But this time he was good. I actually liked his performance in this one. So he's not always bad. I mean, Apocalypse Now, uh, Easy Rider, good good stuff. I don't think I've seen much of his other stuff, to be honest with you. I wouldn't put up there in the the top five greatest actors of all time. He he shows up, does the work, does a decent enough job of it, you know. So here's what's interesting is next we're going to watch Baywatch. Oh, Two episodes of Baywatch. So hopefully this won't be like Jake and the Fat Man he's listed in two and he's just in the one. But, you know, if he's not worse, comes the worst. We'll watch a Baywatch. Yeah. And some boobs, dude. <laughs> Season three, episode nine, Masquerade. After the disappearance of a wealthy honeymoon couple in the waters around Baywatch... <laughs> so it was different crimes that happened on a beach. Yeah, that's just what it was. It wasn't just the most saving. I guess it had to be because how else were they going to make a show? Of a... Okay, yeah, whatever. I literally, I literally never watched a single episode oh, of Baywatch yeah. before. So Mitch and Stephanie pose as a wealthy honey poses wealthy honeymooners on a yacht to lure and capture alleged pirates in the area. Oh my Sweet. god, this sounds amazing. <laughs> but I don't think they'll trust Mitch as a wealthy person though. But they get so consumed with the role playing that it makes them unprepared when the pirates, led by a local dock owner, board their boat with the intent to kill them for their wealth. While JC and a seasick Ghana circle the coast in a scarab motorboat looking for Mitch and Stefan. So I'm guessing this will be just like, uh, 
boobs and also look at all these cool boats we've got. Okay, and then in uh, uh, episode six, season two, six. Oh, yeah, there you go. I would have thought they would be back to back. So it'd be like a recurring character. After helping break up a gang fight on the beach, Eddie gets the idea of having the Latino gang members join the lifeguard program, W-A-T-R-E. That's one of those dealios there. (laughs) Oh, Eddie. (laughs) You and your crazy schemes. But what of Mitch? (laughs) Which is designed to help out troubled youths. Eddie focuses on the gang on the gang's leader. He focuses on the gang's leader Mimo, okay, who's trying to get away from the gang and being constantly bullied by his angry father Carlos, who is a former Bloods gang member himself. Meanwhile, former lifeguard John Decourt arrives back at Baywatch to help out Eddie with his WATRE program, while Shari. Uh, disapproves of his presence and his influence on Eddie. I don't know who any of those people are. I I bet that Teddy Trail is going to be the father. Let's have a look. See what we got a name list here for him. Teddy Trio, where are you? It's a question we all ask sometimes. Mm-hmm. What do you think, angry father or gang member or just some generic background? I'll probably say. Angry father. Give the man a prize. He's an angry father. <laughs> Whereas a masquerade. So he's also he plays these two. Are they playing the same character in each in each one? Or they just like say, "Oh, this guy's Mexican. He can do all the Mexican roles. No one will pay attention." Chulo in the second one. Not Cholo, which is a racist term. <laughs> Chulo. So yeah, he's slightly just... le- is it? It's slightly re- less racist due to I'm the power ge- of you. I'm guessing he's going to be one of the pirates because there's a, like, a list of names there at the bottom that will have one-syllable one character names. So, yeah, that, that'll that be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Boobs and Beaches and Danny Trio. Good. Oh, oh yeah, recipes um, for a good for, day out. Before we go, um, machetes for this one. Again, not uh, really worthy yeah. any. It's it's not anything I would recommend to anybody. One of the best, well, the best Danny Trio performance we've seen in a while, just because he's had the most screen time in a long time. Yeah, it's not the back of his head. But, you know, on, on the numerical system, what are you giving it? Uh, probably not any, because no. he's not in it that long enough. Fair enough. Try again next time, Danny Trejo. But thanks anyway, mate. Thank you, Danny Trejo. I don't know.